For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the cross requires cling to the Amen. Open your Bibles with me to John. John chapter 12, and we'll start in verse 23. For those news listeners out there, we're going through the Gospel of John verse by verse. Amen. Digging out those nuggets of gold of God's truth that we can apply to our lives. John chapter 12 and verse 23 is where we're going to start. And the Greeks, the, the Gentiles are looking for Jesus. And they're looking for him for a specific reason here. And we're going to start up in verse number 23. Open your Bibles with me to John chapter 12 and verse 23. If you don't have a good Bible, go to churchkjv.com. They have the best Bibles on the market. Verse 23, and Jesus answered them saying, the hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. What a way to speak about your death. What a way to speak about the crucifixion when you're going to be hung on the cross. To be glorified, Jesus said. So why did these Greeks want to see Jesus? Why were they seeking after Jesus? Well, if you read between the lines, we can, we can assume that the wisdom of Jesus appealed to them. They want to exalt him as a philosopher, as many do today. They want to see him as a philosopher, the Sermon on the Mount. They don't want to see him, though, as the Savior of the world, that he come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus did not come to be a philosopher, no sir and no ma'am. Jesus came to be a Savior of the world, and he would be glorified in his sacrificial death and his sacrificial death he died for you you can put your name in there personally not just for the world not just for the church but you put your personal name in there jesus loved you enough that if it was just you and only you he would have still came and laid down his life he loves you that much verse number 24 verily verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. A seed never produces grain until it first falls into the ground and dies. Did you know that you can save a seed on the shelf for many, many years? I mean, they are, there are some seeds out there that are hundreds of years old, and they planted them, and yet they still 
grew. Listen to me, Christian. Don't sit yourself on the shelf as a seed because you refuse to fall in the ground and die to self so that the Lord Jesus can use you. But here, God, he's talking about himself. Jesus is talking about himself. The Lord Jesus here referred to himself as a grain or kernel of wheat. And if he did not die, he would abide alone. But he would enjoy the glories of heaven by himself. There would be no sinners there that could be saved by the glory. But if he died, if I lay down my life, he would provide a way of salvation. Praise God he did for me and for you by which many might be saved. Now you listen to me. God wants every person to be a saved. There is no elect. God has elected that every one of you be born again. And he tells you that plainly in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Say define all. All means exactly what it means all red yellow black and white they are precious in his sight jesus loves the little children of the world but we as christians if we refuse to be corns of wheat and falling into the ground and die if we refuse to die to self how can god use you he can't he can't and the biggest one is pride the biggest one is pride we are so quick to lift ourselves up and pride even good christians even i myself have the battle with pride and if you are honest with yourself and others you do too it is human nature to want to lift yourself up and that's where that religion comes from i'm a good person can i just say that is pride the bible says there is none good no not one so that is pride, and you have got to die to self. Why? So that the Lord Jesus can fill you up with what he has for you and for your life. But listen to me, but if we wish to be fruitful, we must follow our blessed Lord himself by becoming a corn of wheat and falling into the ground and dying. Why? So that me and you can bring forth much fruit, not a little fruit or a lot of fruit, but a much fruit much fruit the bible says hunter if you plant one little kernel of corn do you grow two kernels of corn back or even one ear of corn no you will grow hundreds of kernels of corn if not thousands of kernels of corn why because of that one seed that fell into the ground and died and i ask you Will you do that for your Savior? Do you love him enough to set your pride down and to fall into the ground and die that Jesus may be the one that lifts you up? The Bible says that if you humble yourself before God, he will lift you up. But it's the total opposite if you have pride. The, the Lord Jesus makes it clear. God makes it clear. Hey, if you're his, he will do everything he can to cut that pride out of your life because a prideful Christian is a useless Christian to God because it's God's work and God is going to be the one that gets the glory out of it. Amen. He is the only one that deserves the glory. Not me and not you, but him and him alone. Amen. John chapter 12 and verse 25, he that loveth his life shall lose it 
And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Many people think that the important things in life are food and clothes and pleasure and big houses and fine jewelry. And especially here in America, we live in the land of luxury. We most certainly do. And it's so easy to chase that, the big house, the nice car, the nice watches, the big retirement plan. But hey, Jesus said that if you'll lay down your life, If you hate that, not that you hate a good job, not that you hate a nice house, no, but that you love him more, that you will seek him more, not those things that are meaningless in life. Now, you should work hard, amen. The Bible says if a person is not willing to work, that they shouldn't eat. And if you're a man, it is your duty, it is your job to provide for your family. The Bible says if a man won't provide for his family, for those of his own house, he is worse than an infidel. Amen. And so you should provide, but that should not be your goal. That should not be your focus. No, you should not just want those things, but you should want those spiritual things. You should strive to be spiritually strong. You should strive to be spiritually rich. You should strive to be spiritually strong in the Lord. This is what he's talking about. Love those things. And those people in America, they live on these things. They live for it. I live for that job. I live to go out to fancy restaurants. I live to wear fancy shoes and fancy watches and drive nice cars. Hey, can I just say at the end of that life is hopelessness and meaningless. It means nothing. You won't take one thing with you. You've heard the old joke. You don't see a hearse. You don't see a U-Haul behind a hearse because you are not going to taking it with you. So in loving their lives, and if we love our life, we fail to realize that the soul is more important than the body. By neglecting your soul's welfare, that you will lose your life. The soul is much more than the body. Amen. That's why nothing happens to your body when you get saved. No, but he saves your soul from the fires of hell because this body is still going to get old and that's if you're that's if you're blessed or lucky or whatever you want to call it you will get old but many don't even make it to that we're not promised tomorrow i may not make it through the night i may not make it home i may get in a car wreck i might get cancer no but i know that my soul is saved from the fires of hell when i take my last breath when my eyes close for the last time hey i'll be with the lord but in a moment the bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord so this body doesn't mean anything but your soul your soul means everything and the bible says in mark chapter 8 verse 36 for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul the bible says that it is completely meaningless if you are the richest man on the planet and you own everything in the world yet you've lost your own soul the bible says that that is meaningless you have gained nothing you have lost everything amen but if you're the poorest man on the planet but yet you've given your life you've given your soul you've trusted put your faith and trust in the lord jesus christ the bible says that you have everything that you have riches in heaven that can never be lost can never be taken can never be stolen amen just think of the rich man and lazarus 
and Luke chapter 16. If you haven't read that, read that and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But on the other hand, there are those who count all things lost for Christ to serve him, to forego things that are highly prized among men, because there's a lot of highly prized things among men. And it's not just money. Maybe it's manly prestige, manly honor, one stowed upon the other. These people will keep their lives. You will keep your life for all eternity, according to that verse. To hate one's life means to love Christ more then one loves his own interests. Hey, there's many of things in this world that I love. I love to, to go hunting or go fishing or do this or do that. Hey, but do I love Christ more than to focus my energy on those things that have no eternal value? You see, where is your focus? Is your focus on those things that have eternal value? And that's what he's talking about. Exactly right there. Where and what do you love? What is the most important in your life? Can I just say you could leave your kids all the money in the world, all the prestige and honor in the world. But if you have not left them Jesus Christ, if you have not raised them in a godly home, hey, if you have not given them anything but hopelessness and meaningless. Now, there's nothing wrong with being rich, and there's nothing wrong with being dirt floor poor. No, sir. No, ma'am. All the Bible talks about is the heart. That's why it says the love of money is the root of all evil. You don't have to have a dime to love money. Or you could have a million dollars and love money. It's the heart that God cares about. Amen? Next verse, John chapter 12, and verse 26. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. To serve Christ, one must follow him. You must follow him. We must apply the example of his death to our own self, to our own life. All my wants, all what I want, all what I did want to desire. Hey, I must put those things down and I must pick up what Christ wants, what God Wants And all those servants are promised, you are promised constant presence and protection from God Almighty. And this not only applies to this present life, but it applies, it applies to eternity. Amen. The Bible doesn't say you won't ever be killed for your faith. No, the, even in the end, the Bible says that you will be. Amen. But in eternity, your soul will be guarded by the Lord. The Bible says when you are saved, you are sealed unto the day of redemption. And you are not going to lose it. Nobody's going to take it. It does not it does not hinge on your promises. It hinges on God's promises, and he never fails. Amen. So service now, the work that we do now for God will have his approval on that coming day. And what better approval to have than God Almighty? What better honor to have from the Father, from God Almighty himself? Hey, you may have won the Nobel Prize, but unless you have the honor of God on your life, 
because those things will be nothing. They'll be burnt up in the fire. And whatever you suffer in this life, because you will if you're a Christian, you will suffer some shame or some reproach or somebody don't like you, but you listen to me, that is nothing compared to the glory to come that's in heaven that God has waiting on you. The Bible says the things that we suffer can't even compare and one day we won't even remember him because the Bible says he'll wipe away every tear. And thank God for that. Amen. Thank God for that. So you can work for the Lord. It doesn't mean you won't have some hurts and pains and sufferings. I'm not taking away from that. There's some real hurts in this world. There really is. Cancer really hurts. Losing a loved one really hurts. Getting hurt and going on workman's comp for a long time, it really hurts. There's no question about that. And I'm not taking away from it. But when you compare it, to the glory to come, to walking on the streets of gold, leaning on the wall of jasper, touching the gates of solid pearl, looking at the sea of crystal, amen, when you're there and you're in the presence of a thrice holy God and the river of life is flowing from the throne of God, those things that we suffer, the reproach that you felt, the, the rejection that you felt, the neglect that you felt when you got passed over or stomped on or hurt. The Bible says that these things of this world won't even compare. You won't even know about it. You won't remember it. Amen. So you know that you can work for the Lord. You think about the next time you got wrong or the next time somebody bowed mouth you or looked down on you. Hey, these things can't even compare to the glory to come. Amen. Next verse, John chapter 12, verse 27. Now is my soul troubled. This is Jesus talking. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Jesus was thinking of the cross. He was contemplating the time when he would bear sin for mankind and that he would suffer the wrath of God. Yes, I would say that'd be something to be troubled about. If you were going to suffer the wrath of God, I would be worried. You listen to me. If you've never been born again, the Bible says that the wrath of God abides upon you and you will pay for your own sin. But this is what Jesus is thinking about right here. He's thinking about what should I pray for? This is going to hurt. I'm going to have to suffer through this. But this is why I came to bear the sins of the world, to take my father's wrath because I love them so much because he loves you so much. He doesn't want you to feel the father's wrath. He want, he took it for you, but you have to accept him, the work that he did on that cross. You see, you can't add one thing to it. So if you hear somebody say the finished work on the cross, that means that you can't add one thing to it, not one good work, not one good deed, not one good thought. You can add nothing to that work. Jesus alone did it. The only thing that you can do is repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it, the, the, I'm sure the devil had a shouting party that day when he died on that cross. But you listen to me. The devil defeated himself when he hung Jesus on that cross. We'll talk more about that in a minute. And so how should he pray in this moment? Should he ask his father to save him from that hour? He could not pray for that because the purpose of his whole coming was coming to the world. He was born to die. In other words, Jesus was born 
to die. Thank the Lord, me and you don't know what the future holds because if we did, we would run from it. We most certainly would. But here Jesus knows all and he knew it was coming. Yet for the glory of the cross, he bore it. For the glory because he could save you. You personally, you under the sound of my voice, he gloried in it. Verse 28, Father, glorify thy name. That's the words of Jesus speaking. Father, glorify thy name. And the Bible says, then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Instead of praying that he might be saved from the cross, the Lord Jesus here, he prays, Father, Father, glorify thy name. Hey, what do you pray? What do you ask God when you're having trouble? Do you say, Father, no matter what, no matter what happens to me, glorify thy name through me. Amen. Because that's what we should be saying. Does God want to save you? Absolutely. Is there going to be trouble in this life? The Bible says there will be. The Bible says ye that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Amen. But in the midst of that, you should cry out like Jesus, Father, glorify thy name. And listen, the name of God was glorified during the earthly ministry of Jesus. Not only the 31st years that were silent of Jesus because he lived a spotless, perfect life in those 30 years. But then he had three years of public ministry and our Savior went and preached and taught and healed people. Amen. But still a greater glory would be brought to God through the death, the burial, and the resurrection and the ascension of Christ. That's how God's name will be magnified the most. That's how God will get the most glory is through the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 29, the people therefore that stood by and heard it said, it thundered Others said, an angel spake to him. Some of those standing by mistake the voice of God for thunder. And they probably tried to explain it away, as many do today try to explain away, God, those miracles in the Bible. They'll use every kind of human reason they can to explain it away. But listen to me, God's voice can only be heard and understood by those who, who are led and helped by the Holy Spirit. The Bible is a spiritual book. The Bible even says itself that the natural man understandeth not the things of God. You will not understand this Bible apart from the Holy Spirit. It is a spiritual book, and the truths in it must be revealed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when you're right with God, when you have the Holy Spirit moving, then you can hear God's voice and understand it. Listen, people can listen to the gospel over and over, but it doesn't really hit home until the Holy Spirit speaks to their heart, amen, and woos them and draws them to salvation. Verse 30, Jesus answered and said, the voice came not because of me, but for your sakes, it says, for you, the same reason Jesus came, not for his sake, but for you. Verse 31, now is the judgment of the world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. The prince of this world, who is that? The devil himself, the devil himself. The Bible says judgment coming to the world. He come to judge Satan. 
Now, he's not cast into the pits of hell at this moment. The Bible says that he's roaming the earth like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. Why does God allow him to do that? I don't know. I'm not God. I can't even think about God's thoughts. Amen. But why didn't he kill me before I got saved? I was just as wicked. Amen. And so are you. Believe it or not, there is none good. No, not one. And I ask you today, has there ever been a time that you have repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You are not promised tomorrow. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352 247 9200. That's 352 247 9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida. 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352 352- 897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.